everyone and welcome back to Career Core, the podcast by Colleges and Careers. Um, I'm here with the lovely ladies on the team, Shibumi and Lola. Hi. And we're bringing you a fun new episode. <laughs> so Shibumi, take it away. Yes, yeah, so this week's episode is titled, I Got the Job, Now What? And what we're basically discussing is what the title says, getting a job and then navigating everything else that comes after the interview process and signing your contract what is actually the practicality and the reality of having a full-time job which i think a lot of us don't know till we're there so we're going to talk about this a bit and see see what it's like and also actually um it's different in every company you join so i got the job now what's in pwc is different from i got the job now what's in deutsche it's kind of a little bit different because the mm. people are a bit different culture is a bit different so expectations around you know what to do when you get the job in one company might be a little bit different mm-hmm. to another and then i got the job as a doctor now what that's a whole other exactly yeah. it's yeah. very different aka different. you get no sleep yeah. <laughs> shout out to all my doctor friends Have yeah um but i think we're going to do a bit with things are a bit more general to mm-hmm. most jobs so things yeah. like benefits terms of probation so what does anyone need to know in the first week of starting a job? Mm. Actually, let's take it back a bit. What do you need to know before you say yes to the job? So you have an offer, you've done all the interviews, you've done all the process. What do you need to know before you say yes? So you already have the job, the job is yours. But before you actually sign that contract, what do you need to know before you're moving forward? Um, Personally, I would say that you really need to read the employee handbook. Like, what I've discovered <laughs> in the past maybe like six months in my employee handbook is quite wild. So like just the extra leave days I get for things like marriage, I get two extra days. It's good. Yep, some have been married, <clears throat> Lola, and do not know it's good. that. <laughs> and there were extra days for you. Say what now? <laughs> so I would say you really need, to, and they send you this. They send you bare things, and sometimes it's a bit overwhelming. Mm. Um. But you really need to pay attention to all the different layers of the things that you're being sent. Um, A, the employee handbook, super important. You get lots of cool information about, you know, leave, extra leave, anything that, how things might work. Maybe let's say you need to go on unpaid leave or the steps you might need to take in terms of just managing your leave. Also, some cool things that I found um, in my most recent contract. So read your contract Mm. line by line. Um, There was something really interesting about working hours, how like, Basically, I've contracted these hours, but I had to sign away mm-hmm. my rights to those hours. Basically, mm-hmm. like the, the business could use me whenever. Mm-hmm. And I had to basically sign something about that. So mm-hmm. you just have to make sure you actually read every single thing that you get. Sometimes it's painstaking. It takes a long time, but mm-hmm. it's helpful. There's also some very interesting stuff in my contract about like, just about like if I was to pass away, what would happen mm-hmm. and what they would do with my salary and okay. things like that. Mm-hmm. So like there's a lot of information. So mm-hmm. I would try and take mm-hmm. that kind of stuff in. Um, and yeah, read your handbook. Can you challenge this handbook? So can you like be like, mm, section two, number 18? Um, I, I wouldn't say you can outright go and challenge the handbook. But I think that there are some things that if they don't work, you can mention because often actually in the business then we get an updated handbook where something has been changed mm-hmm. likely because maybe it read a certain way and some lawyer was like mm, no that's off okay. you can't write that or whatever mm-hmm. so i think if something is really 
not well positioned or doesn't seem seems completely wrong like alarm bells then you can definitely raise that but in your own contract you can challenge everything mm. okay whatever you want yeah i definitely read my contracts i didn't see nothing about no <laughs> marriage leave um so i will be speaking to my employees <laughs> Uh, employers <clears throat> I did I, d- I do agree with you know reading your contracts and with the one thing that I I think when when we get a job sometimes especially if you're not maybe as senior you think oh thank god um and you you know you sign it very quickly and you're like oh before they change their minds let me just sign it and you know I, I'm not going to challenge anything the one thing I I think you definitely can challenge and I would like a lawyer to tell me otherwise is your your um uh, the time you What's it called? Notice period. Okay, yeah, notice period. Because, you know, it's very different, you know, from individual to individual, I I have found. Mm. And I think it has to be something you can challenge, especially if you are maybe not, you know, desperate for the job or, you know, you have options or something, something like that. So I think definitely read your contract (laughs) and understand what you are signing because it is a legally binding document. Absolutely. Um, But I don't want to scare anyone because obviously, you know, it's at the end of the day, you know, (laughs) you have, especially, especially in the UK, you have, I think most jobs are unionized anyway. You have, you know, unions and and things that can help you. So, yeah, I'm going to be asking someone about that marriage leave. But I know I get, like, bereavement and things like yeah, that. Yeah, I think you should definitely ask. Um, because there's so many things leave. that you just wouldn't be aware of, especially if you haven't worked for long. Um, mm. Yeah, so another thing I would say is uh, speak to the person that is going to be, who you're going to be working for. Um, because I think when we get the job and we get, you know, the paperwork and everything, we just assume that is what has been advertised that we're going to do. Half the time it's not. So I think... You know, I've watched people put jobs out there. And I'm like, what you're advertising is not what this person is going to do. <laughs> so they literally just pick up a job description from somewhere that has been lying in someone's SharePoint site. And they put it out there. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's not what we're hiring for. But okay. And then you get in. And then people, some people are disappointed in the first few weeks. Because it's like, oh, this is not what I signed up for. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So I think if you can, speak to the person that you're actually going to be working for. And ask, you know, what's the job? And if you didn't get the chance to do that in the interview, once they actually, you know, say we want to hire you, maybe just ask, you know, can I speak to the person I'm going to be working for? If you can, go into the, you know, office, meet the team Mm. and things like that. Because you'll be very, very shocked that sometimes the job they've advertised is not the job you're going to come in to do. That's very important. Oh, by the way, um, sorry, I just remembered another cool leave (laughs) that you have. So in my... um, Wait, you you don't work in the same company? No, No, we we don't. So maybe I need to go work for (laughs) employer because I'm not understanding. Um, So I also have um, a day for moving. A free day. So if extra. you're like moving houses. Absolutely, extra day. Well, you know I don't have, but now I'm supposed to go and read mine, but I pray I think you're you guys like... should absolutely read your handbook. To be fair, you're right, because um, I unfortunately had to take some bereavement uh, recently and I didn't even know that I could. So, yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. So that is really the takeaway. So read your handbook, read your, what's the other, what's the other contract. contract? Your contract. Make sure you're happy with it. Mm-hmm. And then proceed to signing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's definitely the first thing I would I would say. <laughs> so now you've you've signed, you're happy, um, you've got the job. It's your first week, first impressions at work. How important is that? Wow, mm. Mm. I don't think I can overemphasize how important it is. You know, your first impression is almost what the team will remember of you going mm. forward, and I think they will 
peg their expectations to that first impression mm. now if it's a positive first impression it's great because that's a good springboard for you to excel if it's not so positive it could be a bit more challenging um tempering that though i would say it's quite important that you start how you actually want to finish mm-hmm. um for me that's some of the most important advice i've ever gotten in my life and i think i live by that because um, you know, there's certain environments where you're expected to come into work at a certain time. Like, that's the expectation. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's there at eight. I'm not that person. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, if I started my job coming to work every day at eight o'clock, and then when I relaxed with it after six months, I started coming at nine. People now start thinking that I'm taking slack or mm-hmm. I'm, you know, acting a bit funny or maybe I'm getting too comfortable in the job. So I didn't do that. I just talked to my manager you know, I had a conversation with my manager one-to-one. And I had a great manager when I joined this firm. Actually, my manager was the reason I joined. Okay. Um, and so I talked to my manager about how I work. You know, I was like, listen, you know, this is my approach. I'm going to come in more at this time, right? But I won't leave until I get the job done. So I'm not the person that will, you know, up and leave whenever. But I'm also very efficient. So the hour, the extra one hour in the morning that, you know, some other people might need, I absolutely don't. And I'm sure in that conversation, he was kind of like, yeah, right, whatever. Um, <laughs> cool. If you say so, okay, then go ahead. Come come mm. in. You know, we've talked about it. Come in. You know, we, we do want to work flexibly around here. We don't want people to feel like they're in a cage or in a box or whatever. Mm. Uh, and then the proof is in the pudding. Right? right. So over the next weeks and months, you know, you get to really show that that value or that leeway that they've given you um, is was the right decision for Mm. the business. And I think, you know, that's one of the things I would say is super important to always share your working style with your manager. You know, the things that are really important to you. Um, Let's say if you, if you go to the gym every Tuesday and Thursday at 6.30, share that, you know, Mm. let the whole team know so that it's, it's almost expected that you're not there. Mm -hmm. Not that, you know, you're kind of running out and everybody's looking sideways like, why is Lola leaving? Yeah. Where's Shibumi? Mm. Kind of thing. Everyone knows what yes. to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it helps to manage expectations. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think that idea of starting how you want to finish is very important mm. because some people go into their first week blazing, mm-hmm. like blazing through and it's not sustainable. You're going to rock up six months later and it's like, mm. oh, so where's this Shibumi that we hired? <laughs> she no longer exists, mate. Like she's she's not here. She's yeah. left the building. Yeah. Um, I think, I, I don't think it's, I think for some people it's not really intentional because I feel like when you have something new and shiny, you're like, oh, I'm so true. fired up this and is I want to get there at eight. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then after two weeks, you're like, yeah, I think they'll take nine, ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to manage ten percent. And then at six months in, you're like, nine thirty-five. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's not intentional sometimes, mm. but you just have to be realistic and honest with yourself yeah. and say, you know, what, what, what is me? What do yes, I do? And if yes. you're maybe someone who doesn't go to the office on time, maybe just change that about yourself. Um, you know, if if you would like to be someone who goes in at nine, then go in at nine mm-hmm. and just try to be consistent is what I'd say. Important. Um, yeah. I think for me it was because I struggle in new, not struggle, but in new spaces, I'm very, I seem more introverted than I actually am in mm. new spaces. Mm. So like, every time I start a new job or I start hanging with a new set of people or group of people, they always think, ah, oh, doesn't really talk much, does mm-hmm. she? And then she's six very gentle. Next like, one, I'm like, mm, who that? So what we do? What we say? <laughs> which I think is very at work. Yeah. They kind of looking at me like, 
Because now I'm seven months in and I feel like three people are just looking at me like, this is interesting. Which for me is better because you heard me on a, on a feeling, introverted feeling. So like, I'm just going to take it easy and gentle and then, mm-hmm. I've, and then I've kind of like opened up further, which yeah. for me works mm-hmm. because it could be the reverse, mm-hmm. which then is a case of like, oh, where's the bubbly she will me that we hire mm. you really hire me bubbly mm. so. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no yeah i understand that I, I think it's just getting used to a new place um so to answer the question about first impressions i think sometimes they even they've even made an impression of you but i guess it's the person so when you interview often you interview with one or two people maybe three or if you're working for goldman sachs the whole team because um, <laughs> they have like 13 interviews yeah it's crazy it's quite deep what? Um, yeah you meet yeah. i think you meet everybody you ever interact with ever to be honest with you, I it's, met about 10 people. Yeah. Some people who do not manage me. Some people who yeah. are completely different teams. Some places you, you have exhausting. a lot of interviews. And I think they do it so that you everybody gets a feel of who you are. And I think sometimes it's maybe a bit more fair because then it's not one person making the decision. It's like, you know, mm. a collective. But also it's a bit exhausting. <laughs> yeah, it does sound exhausting. Yeah. Um, but hey, so sometimes they already make the impression of you. Yeah, you've already given off your first impression mm. before you actually start. So I think even before you start, you know, make sure that you start as you mean to go on. And, you know, sometimes we go to interviews and we put on this face and this, oh, I'm so professional and I sit like this all the time and this is how I answer questions. And I found actually in my career, the interviews I've been to that have been less formal are the ones that I've enjoyed the most and the ones that I've, you know, been offered a job after because... Honestly, no one is coming to your office, you know, sitting straight up and, you know, being 100%. so formal. Like, yeah. people are going to be themselves. So, I think, you know, word to employers, when you're employing, just be yourself when you're interviewing. But, you know, yeah, your first impressions matter a lot. And like Joanne said, start as you intend to finish. Don't be someone else and then just change. Because mm, it shows anyway. It, it shows. does. It really it does. Shows. Yeah. I think as in the authenticity. Yeah. Wow. It's critical. Yourself, yeah. That's actually the first impression you want to give off. Yeah. Give off. Authenticity. Authentic. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That should be your watchword for mm-hmm. the first impression. Personally. Yeah. Because a lot of, a lot of things ride on that because it means, you know, you have integrity. You mm-hmm. are who you say you are. Absolutely. They can trust you. Absolutely. So, you know, I think just be yourself, man. That's it. Yeah. Just be yourself. I agree. So in the first week, so whilst we're still on the first week, are there any like major do's and don'ts that you guys think Mm. it's important to share? So I have some do's and some don'ts. Um, My first do is meet everyone on the team individually. Mm -hmm. Have a one-to-one. You've joined, you know, probably you know your manager. Maybe he interviewed you or she interviewed you. So you get on definitely kind of like set up regular catch-ups to really get to know the person so i have a very well i had a very proactive manager um my first manager when i joined uh my current firm and uh, he pretty much set up weekly catch-ups every monday at like 11 o'clock on day one so it meant that the relationship actually became more um detailed we kind of got to talk about every single thing that happened to me in my first week how i wanted to go forward and weeks after that Mm. so i found that that arrangement was really really good so in case your manager doesn't do it i would personally suggest that you Mm. do it um as a new employee set up a weekly catch-up with your manager uh, right off the bat as a do and then meet with everyone else on your team as you do individually first just to kind of get to know people get a feel for 
what people are great at, what people enjoy, what they're doing, so that you can almost find a natural home in the team um, for yourself and a niche, something that maybe you can take on to really bring the team together or to really kind of accentuate your role in the team. Um, so I had to do something similar um, with my team members and they're all quite different to me. So it was nice actually because I brought something a bit different and then the team really has gelled. Um, but recognize also that it, it's not immediate. It doesn't take, you know, it's not the first week you guys are all going to be besties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's progressively, it takes a bit of time. Mm-hmm. And the first three months I felt like, oh, I don't know about these people per se. I'm not sure that I have that much in common with everyone that sits around me. And it seems like some people speak the same languages and they chat to each other in French or Spanish. And yeah, I don't grab. So <laughs> I'm kind of not really fitting in. Yeah. But then over time, I think it, it kind of improves. And as long as you put yourself out there a bit, yeah. Um, to people then you'll get something back so yeah. it's that social slash cultural capital mm. point um so those are my first two do's i'm going to share one don't and then i'll pass it on um, okay. and then we can bounce off each other uh first don't <laughs> is it's something you did <laughs> <laughs> the way she's laughing oh my days <laughs> okay so the first don't right i would say is in your first week don't try to like be this superwoman who already knows everyone knows everything and is sending emails to everybody immediately the reason i would say this is because sometimes someone will say someone's name let's say they'll say okay team we need to get an email out to shibumi you don't know whether it's shibumi dosumu or shibumi dare (laughs) so you quickly go and you're like yeah you know let me just be efficient you don't really ask anyone Mm. so you know you kind of just try to push ahead with things almost immediately Mm. when you don't necessarily have all the knowledge and background that you need and sometimes i feel like to impress Mm -hmm. you know we we rush yeah um and then we kind of feel deflated when we do the wrong thing mm. aka the email goes to shibomi diary <laughs> joanne did you do this or did you not i did not do this <laughs> but i have seen this happen oh dear i have seen it happen um uh, and to be honest you know at one point or the other i must have added the wrong person to an email yeah that's standard you know, standard yeah. form but yeah. i feel like it could have been avoided like when yeah. i saw it i was like sis you could have just asked colleague a which Shubomi. Shubomi. yeah it was yeah outlook Shubomi. also is very unforgiving it is once you email shibomi diary you ain't gonna email there's nobody no, else <laughs> there's also no chance to take that email back. back you know how google gives you this option to be like hey boo do you want to undo <laughs> Outlook don't like give the, you that. No. It, it gives you recall, but it's so stupid because you recall it and it tells the person that you've recalled it. So really, what's up? And, and they can still read the email if yeah. they want to. Do you know what it's like? It's so like it's when like, people delete their DMs on Instagram, but if you have notifications that's like you've that. You've already seen she it. She probably has sent the message she sent you. Mate, you're going to ask me what I sent. You say, what's the point? You're going to tell them. Also, by the way, it will still be showing the message. It's when you now tap oh the message Oh my God. Can you imagine? So what's the, yeah, no. Yeah. Let's, let's be... Be guided. Be guided. <laughs> Just a rude yeah, rubbish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you know, nonsense. if you get WhatsApp notifications, you can read it in your preview before. That's you... what I'm saying. The preview. It's so it's silly. So silly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah that's a key. Don't, guys. Please, please, yeah. please, 
just ask questions don't feel the need to rush to be this superstar just mm. make sure you ask questions mm. if you have a task make sure you check mm. it doesn't make you incompetent mm-hmm. just for the first few weeks while you're you know getting your footing trying to really understand what's going on just yeah. ask questions don't be shy yeah yeah no yeah it's true well, what are your thoughts do's and, um, do's and don'ts i think do be yourself like yeah. we've said before and i think especially as i don't know people who are i think i would say i'm mid 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 level experience i think you know you come in and there's this especially with but with me i'm going to use my personal experience because i'm I've, i'm 6 months into my current job mm-hmm. so you kind <clears> of <throat> feel like i know what i'm i know what i'm supposed to be doing i i, I understand i'm experienced but at the same time, your experience in one place is not your experience in another yes, place. Definitely. So coming in and trying to do it the way you have been doing it isn't going to work. So that's my don't. I think learn the organization you are in. Learn the key stakeholders. Learn because nowadays job titles don't tell you much, really. So you need to understand people and understand what, how they, how they receive information and how they operate before you start saying oh this person is head of this so surely he must be this and this person is head of that and so surely she must be that understand the lay of the land understand how um you know the the work works and how unfortunately sometimes the politics um happens Mm. and before you start to try to maybe align yourself to one person or not or try to you know have conversations that maybe you shouldn't even be having Mate, this topic <clears throat> wow you mm. just i just opened a panel <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, so that's the one don't i would say observe um so that hinges off the do observe 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 i think you learn i learn so much by observing and i have to do it consciously because i'm not naturally an observing person i want to talk i want to say i want to you know let my opinion be heard i'm very opinionated but i've learned the wisdom in observing people and observing situations because you will learn so much by just observing so one number one observe number two put put your hand up so you know if if it seems mundane like oh no one really wants to do this or blah blah do it because in doing it you will learn something yeah so you know who wants to update the sharepoint size i'll do it no problem or who wants to do this, wants to do that. Because it will make you speak to people that maybe you ordinarily wouldn't have the chance to speak to or interact with someone who will tell you something new, especially in your first few weeks. I would say put your hand up to do stuff. Don't do it too much and take away from the job you're there to do. But I would say definitely, you know, volunteer for stuff and also meet, try to, you know, join something um, if they have like, you know, diversity groups or um a running club or if that's your thing just any other interest groups that you have else because i think it will grow your network within the firm moving i moved from somewhere i had worked for for my whole career really and i was so gutted at i didn't really think about it to be honest i was like i know everybody like if someone said who knows someone that does this i'm like ah this person does this and they work here and they work there but moving into a new organization you know i didn't know anybody I knew maybe two people, one of the people who interviewed me and one of the people who actually told me about the job. So, you know, joining different, I don't even know what they call them, societies or mm-hmm. groups, interest groups, will help you at least get some kind of understanding of the firm. Yeah. So, yeah. Great dues. I think another do I would share is, you know, 
I don't know if you if you work in a corporate firm, sometimes they have these things they call town halls mm. or like, I guess, kind of big group sessions where the management talks to everyone. Um, I would suggest that you actually go in person to those things. Mm -hmm. So there's always an option to go in person and an option to kind of listen at your desk. And I would always go in person because it just gives you a chance to meet people as mm -hmm. well as saying. And I think meeting people is probably some of the most relevant. Well, it's the most relevant activity that you could take on mm -hmm. when you join a new job, mm -hmm. especially because um, we all know that eventually kind of we all want to move around and try new things, mm -hmm. etc. We're all really interested in more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so meeting different people that are not just in your team, that are not just in your specific area, that are doing other interesting things could really lend itself to helping you A, learn more about the business you're in, but B, um, find interesting opportunities. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think you've both shared important views and roots, I think. Mm -hmm. um, I personally don't have anything to add. I think my personal thing would just be observing. Mm. Um, and for me, I'm the opposite to you. That comes natural to me. Mm. I, I'd rather observe. Teach for me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather observe for like weeks and then I'd be like, oh, actually. Yeah. Um, so definitely that is key to just observe and try and understand everyone's way of working. Mm -hmm. But I think another thing that I would say, which my friend who just started a new role has highlighted to me is the importance of actually speaking up just by mm -hmm. being new. Mm -hmm. So if it doesn't actually, if a system doesn't work for you or you mm -hmm. don't fully understand or it's, it's just not making sense, mm -hmm. speak up as opposed to trying to tolerate, tolerate and then mm -hmm. three months or four months down the line, you're like, actually, and you're like, oh, she just said, because mm -hmm. sometimes you find that it's a lot easier than you think it is when you just communicate. Mm -hmm. yeah. So when it's like simple things like how one person's work strategy or ethic affects yours. Mm -hmm. So I think her issue was her manager sending her work and sending her like 50% of the content she needed and her, because she just started thinking she needed to complete the task with only 50% of the information. Mm. And then he'd rock up three days later with the other half. Mm. And be like, oh, there's the rest. Now you can go. She spent the last three days running around like a headless chicken trying to figure out the work. Mm. So I was like, you've established this. I think it's important that you communicate to him that, um, is this is this how we're going to, is this what the structure is? Is that I get the first bit, I kind of like let that stew work on it. And then I send the, I'm sending the rest and I complete the task. Or can I be sent all the tasks? At, at once. once just communicate little things that yeah. may affect how you work just by being new i think it's important mm. which is something that i didn't at first at my job i think i just kind of went with the flow of things whereas mm. now well also because i was observing i was trying to understand what it was mm. everyone was doing and how they worked and then now i'm kind of like mm. if you want this done by end of day realistically yeah. i'm going to need it by this time otherwise yeah. you're gonna get it tomorrow yeah yeah, oh yeah. Mm. So, so sorry. <laughs> just on that, two things. Um, a um, do manage expectations. Yes. So I think aligned to what um, Shumi just said, it's super important that people know when they can get something from you. Yep. If they've asked you to complete a task, they understand that you have competing priorities and you're able to manage those priorities mm -hmm. and give them an expected timeline and return in that timeline. Mm -hmm. Um, this particular capability will also stand you in good stead in your life mm -hmm. <clears throat> so it's very good to practice and flex those muscles mm -hmm. at work mm -hmm. it's absolutely critical um and the other thing i guess i was thinking as well when you were talking Shumi, is that you know you kind of also need to be very fully aware of what you bring to the table mm -hmm. and don't be afraid to say that mm -hmm. 
you know so in a team meeting like what i was saying if a question is asked about something that you know just because you're new don't back down mm -hmm. you already know mm -hmm. so it's okay to say mm -hmm. you know my first few weeks um when i joined my current firm something came up about something that i knew and i was kind of in this dilemma because i was the most the, a the most junior not really but the most junior be the newest person there and they were all discussing and i was kind of like mm, i kind of know what to say but should i or should mm -hmm. i not am i jumping the gun will they now think that ah, i think i'm an itk yeah, yeah, yeah. for those who don't know <laughs> i know everything i too know <laughs> um you know so i kind of had that dilemma play in my head for a bit but then i decided to actually say it and then my manager was like oh do you have the tools for that? I was like, yeah, I do. Like, you know, and I, even if I don't have the old tool, I can't redesign it because I know the tool, like, mm. you know, and he was like, really? Okay, can you redesign it and bring it to the meeting? We'll put it in the slides. We'll explain it to people. It actually makes sense. It's so logical. I was like, oh, okay. Mm. Do you get to what? If I had said nothing, yeah. we may have still been dancing around this topic yeah, for two yeah, weeks exactly. like, with no clarity. Yeah. So I just think still be bold about you mm -hmm. know, what you know. The way I... Not downplay, but the way I soften I too know because sometimes I can be an I too know <laughs> is just ask question. Um, so if, if they're talking about something and I feel like I can contribute, I ask a question. And I think asking questions, the first few weeks, that's all I do, just ask questions. And they're like, your questions are really plenty. <laughs> but to be honest, I'm trying to understand and I'm trying to let you know, trying to understand what you're talking about, but also... I can then let you know once I've asked the question. So the way I would say, you know, if you're not maybe naturally someone who maybe can express themselves or something like that, just ask the question. If they're talking about something that you think, you know, like, oh, so is is what what I'm hearing is this. Is that right? Okay, and then yeah. you can say, this is what I have it's done in the past. So this is putting yeah, yourself forward. Yeah. Asking questions, I think is so important. Definitely. Yeah. And use this phrase, guys. In my experience, mm -hmm. it's quite key. Mm -hmm. <laughs> is it really? In my, yeah. In my experience. Even if it was not your work experience, <laughs> in your exper experience, in life, this experience. something I've like seen. This. It doesn't have to be something you've done. I've seen it happen yes. before. Mm -hmm. I was, Ergo, I was my there. experience. <laughs> yeah, it was happening. Yeah, I think the phrasing. Someone posted. I think it was. Someone posted on on Instagram recently how you there there phrases to use to communicate accurately. Absolutely. Different topic entirely. And to get the right yep. response. As like as opposed is saying can i like can i please work from home tomorrow it's like i, I have, will be yes i have a i have an appointment tomorrow at nine I will i'll be working, working from, from home from home if that's okay you can reach me on do you know what i mean i don't so think that that's already okay. maybe i'm just rude. Really, really <laughs> it's not a question yeah, yeah. you're leaving room for a lot of debate you know. no. yeah so you've kind of shut the door on it it's kind of like if it's okay with you i'm going to do this so mm -hmm. kind of like let's be so there are ways to communicate these absolutely. things absolutely Even definitely. i saw a really cool one that was about <laughs> it was like something like uh, stop saying sorry mm -hmm. in your work emails mm -hmm. and like i think nigerians we are so nigerians in particular i think other people maybe not so much but nigerians the word sorry oh it's like one moment yeah you know someone and british people down. as well you didn't you didn't you didn't <laughs> push them but you're like oh so sorry people are looking at you like no you didn't do anything no, like, why are you sorry you yeah, i think sorry. it's a british thing as well you because someone will, i will hit someone and they'll say sorry i'm like i hate you funny <laughs> enough most yeah. of the british people that i know they don't say sorry really yeah a lot of them they oh. don't say sorry they they laugh when you fall down they laugh like they're <laughs> to laugh. they don't feel bad but before they... <laughs> but like i guess to that point in mm. terms of in emails um you know, when something happens, right? Or let's say you even do something wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. It's just not the right no. phraseology. Mm -hmm. 
phraseology. That's my so word. What would someone say? What, Honestly, what would I would say apologies. Yep. Yes. I don't even. I don't even say I apologize. I don't have any apologies. I, apologies. Apologies. So Full in stop. the air, the apology. <laughs> Full and if if maybe if i'm talking to them personally i'll be like oh my apologies but i will never, never write, write i'm sorry ever or oh, sorry you no. can't catch me apologies <laughs> full stop and even if i write apologies it's not because oh i'm I, it's just that i think there's such a, a way to um not overtake responsibility for something especially because when you're like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry you know, there were a lot of other factors at play when when things Some, happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. very it's true. Not, it's not always just this thing that is on you. So I think you have to be quite mindful. Cautious, yeah. Definitely to say, you know, it something went left or didn't go quite as it should mm-hmm. have gone. Mm-hmm. Apologies for that. Mm-hmm. However, let's move on and kind of draw a line under it. So when mm-hmm. you say apologies, mm-hmm. then just say, okay, the next step is this. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, definitely and, follow and draw up. a line under it. And just it. keep move on. Move yeah. forward. So I think it's not personal. I, I, <laughs> Nothing at work is personal, in my no. view, unless someone literally comes to your house and stabs you. It's not personal. So, you know, just move on. I agree. But I think the one thing to be cautious of is that you're not arrogant about it. Yeah. Because I have come across some very arrogant people that just don't... I think it's one of it's what we're talking about, learning the way people want to communicate. Because mm. different people are different in the oh office. Oh, my God. Communication Some culture. people just don't even connect on an emotional level and i think yeah. i don't know maybe i'm just too much of a people person but i just feel like if i uh, if i upset someone i should be able to apologize to them without saying i'm sorry right so you know even if it just means walking up to your desk and saying let's fix this i haven't said sorry well we're gonna fix it and you <laughs> understand that me it's that gesture is an apology in itself even even though i didn't maybe do something wrong but i understand that you're upset and the gesture is you know to say I hear you. Mm. I see you. <laughs> to be honest, I think like, your point is great for even, and that's mainly I would say for people who you even have a work relationship with. That yeah, yeah, you yeah. Feel, for me personally, if it's some MD, I have to be honest. And if you're listening, Bella, apologies. <laughs> oh no, no, no. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm talking. And I about don't have any my peers. Yeah, 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 yeah. If it's someone who you know you vibe with, yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. Something went left. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah. like try to manage that. Agree, you know, relationships are crucial. But words to use and not. Yeah, use. absolutely. Yes. That's yes. critical. No, if right. it's an MD that I don't, I'm so, sorry. <laughs> what, what is that word oh my goodness moving on to my next task yeah because yeah. you'll be back to me in 10 minutes so let's it's very important I, when i first started there was this manager that would ask would use multiple exclamation marks and multiple question marks and it drove me up the wall mm-hmm. this wasn't my manager but i had to communicate with this person and so i would send him something and he'd be like where is x y and z 100 question marks uh-uh. are you screaming what's wrong with and you? I just be, I just be there like First of all, you're oblivious to what you should. First of all, you're in the wrong here because what you're asking is evidence. One. Two, I do not need to put more than one question mark in the question you're asking. Nobody is... I used to be so... Now, <laughs> things that I no longer have to deal with emails. Nobody when he does, that. I'm just like... He'd be like, oh, so where's X, Y, and Z? And it's like, above, full stop. No, because, because at some point, I feel like, personally, you kind of need to gain some ground in those emails 100%. email, email oh, is almost emails like, is, email is almost like where we live yeah where we live at work and personally sometimes i just feel like you need to gain some ground in you're just by space yeah at me with a hundred question mark excuse me yep. who are you talking to yep. so in my reply i have to say well 
I CC'd you an FYI because I knew that you would say da 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 da. But this was important to do. So if we can move on. Oh now, my God. Email. Email etiquette. People, I mean, with those exclamation marks, question marks, stop shouting at me mm-hmm. in the email because if you don't want me to shout, and the thing is, I don't want to be rude. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to do what you're doing, which is rude. Mm-hmm. And do you shout know the worst back. part? That they don't re- I don't think, he doesn't, I don't think he realizes the of the possible offense so it's funny because he will now come up says i'm like hey so what's up with it I'm you know like, what? what though you know what i feel like a lot of it's 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 etiquette yeah, social, it is. social thing is new so <laughs> i know people who use so many exclamation marks but they don't even they're not shouting they're not they're really not shouting he's actually not it's just i don't know if their hand just gets stuck it's so like can't you read can't you understand and some people just don't get they it they don't get I it feel like it. when it's a positive statement that you're making like well done you can write 200 exclamations <laughs> i will appreciate it but when you're telling me where is this yeah this is supposed to be obvious basically with your exclamation mm. marks i'm like uh excuse me by the way it's there why was it not obvious <laughs> to your eyes? You know, <laughs> exactly. and B, you know yeah. so these yeah. things, I just feel like email etiquette is also key. So yeah. Yeah, I guess a major do to round up what we're talking about, a major do as well is for you to form very good email etiquette. Yes, mm. it's very I would important. always like, if I were you, I would always greet people. Yeah. Um, even if you say hi ex or hi or dear someone, try to ask how hope they're well how are they doing something positive before you now launch into maybe what you want to mm. say in the email mm. um and you know at the end of the week always say have a nice weekend even i sometimes forget but then i have md sending me messages like oh when will this be have a great weekend and i'm mm. like oh stupid me you know so i would always try to be nice and positive in email mm. you know make sure you don't over punctuate because Extra punctuation punctuation has meaning. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just extra. Lack mm-hmm. of also has meaning. You yeah. know, exactly. And and also, like, even when people write emails to me, I do not like receiving emails that just say one line to me. Like, let's say I send you an email and I really structure it. Hi, X. Here's the da-da-da-da-da-da. You oh, know, blah, blah, so blah. And then kind regards that. me. Then you now send me an email. I need more. <laughs> In this, in this response, More which parts? In this response, you've done a few things. <clears throat> a, you have not clarified what you need. I do not know what more is. Yeah. It is not a. You it know, doesn't make. It doesn't sense. stand alone yeah. as a thing. It does yeah. not. It's not tangible. <laughs> more is not tangible enough. A. I B, also need more. Exactly. <laughs> Me too. Exactly. <laughs> B. You could have just said, "Hi, Joe." Thanks for this. Whoa, you've already scored points in my book. Right. Um, I'm looking for X, Y, Z extra information. Do you think you can help me get that as well? Mm-hmm. Cheers. X. Great. In fact, now I want to help you. Mm-hmm. Now I can be asked. Email no, etiquette is very important. I think also learn the etiquette of the company that you're in. So mm-hmm. if there's petty things like thanks is not as appropriate as many things. So like just little things. So pick up on whatever. What? Sorry. As like many things okay <laughs> i'm just like who cares yes. like first i sent an email to <laughs> lost is actually hilarious many things i sent an email to uh, my ceo in well, response then. to something hmm. and it was like oh i need everyone you you set of people i included have not responded explicitly if you'll be engaging in xyz and i was like hi da, da, da. i will not underline <laughs> be do, 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 do. thank you very many thanks that i should me and 
oh god it was actually made it was major embarrassing i can't remember i'm sharing this story now so i replied i replied oh, replied, oh. 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 as opposed oh. to just this don't him this is a this don't. Is a don't and then everyone saw, somehow thought the because on the line like, is that many colored people in my space of work so like the color though like whatever girls are a bit like sassy or a bit like da, 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 da. Non, non-white that's a, that's a different conversation mm. but so the knots on the line was kind of like oh i was like me he said he asked me because i hadn't responded to another email and i was explicitly as he asked me letting him know i will not be engaging in something <laughs> yeah on the, yeah that's a whole different topic yeah not underlined anything emboldened yeah so email etiquette let's just learn it mm. we can talk about another conversation yeah sleep here, but yeah like, i think it goes back to what we started with observe yeah how they're doing it there even that so bold sometimes and i don't reply yeah. emails sometimes i'm like i don't reply you you know what you guys this is a funny story yesterday i'm um, gonna close on this i guess yesterday um my colleague received an email from a manager and this is this goes to show like interpretations so received an email asking for a bunch of things and then her response was okay dot 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 oh sent and okay not okay Ooh, because, because we know there's a difference okay, know, yes there's different. a difference yeah, yeah. so dot 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 and my co- myself and another colleague of mine were like ooh, ooh sassy <laughs> And she, she was like, uh, guys, no. No, no, no. <laughs> like, I was not even thinking that. I was literally just saying, okay, because the rest of you didn't even reply. Yeah. Do you grab me? And the, we didn't reply. Mm. She now went to reply. And then the dot, dot, dot now means They're something. They're many things. Do you get so? Oh, yeah. And you have to be so To be careful. honest, I'm, I'm guilty of some of those things. Yeah. Um, so let's just be, let's be some guided. Of the, some of the brief responses, not, not necessarily the exclamation mark, but just... Because sometimes you're busy, man. Agreed. I just want to say, I need this, please, thanks. Yeah, but I think if you take the time, uh, people appreciate it. They I do. know I do. They Even do. though I'm guilty sometimes, I know. I, I love a nice email. Okay. So I can't just message you, Joe. My mom, that's a whole different topic. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, I think, yeah, we, this can be a whole other, epi- another, whole other podcast. Yeah. Um, but another important thing is the learning curve with any job, which I think mm. exists, whether you're highly experienced or you're just starting out there's always a learning curve if you're moving to a new company or a new team mm-hmm. there's something to learn how mm. do you manage that hmm. so for me the learning curve is is uh something that's typically exciting so like i think when you arrive you're a bit excited about the learning curve you want to learn you're a bit thirsty slash hungry um so basically i think the learning curve is something not to be afraid of that's the first thing i would say something to be excited about because it means that there's potential for growth mm-hmm. um and growth is basically what we consistently seek uh i think as individuals on earth um amongst other things but growth um so i wouldn't be afraid of it and how i would tackle or embrace it is by doing a few things um you learn a lot from your network is 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 the first point i want to make so when you're at work building relationships reaching out to people finding out what they do taking an interest in what other people do um gives you a good springboard and a good base to learn second you learn a lot by actually just doing the work that you are doing Mm -hmm. so even in the mundane um even in the simple in the boring um in the 
reviewing an email or reviewing a document and just providing some high level feedback, you have learned something. And also in the conversation where you get constructive feedback, you have learned something. Mm. So in the doing, in the living, the breathing, your job, you are learning. Finally, uh, in the formal, so like in the formal courses, the training courses, the online courses, e-courses, whatever, the things that frustrate you when you receive them, the compliance courses that we all hate to do, <laughs> um, you have learned something. Um, tomorrow you might go out and be in a conversation about someone who got fined for something and your understanding of what they may have done wrong and how you may want to avoid that is there. Mm -hmm. So even in that irritating, mm -hmm. you know, barrage of training courses or e-learning or whatever, you have learned something. Mm -hmm. And I think this takes me to a model that I have been taught over the years of 70, 20, 10 in learning mm -hmm. um, and 70% is actually learning by doing. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's in a different order than how I said it before, but 70% is learned by doing. So your learning curve will really be filled and kind of almost the bell curve will go all the way up to the top by doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So don't be afraid to just do, even if you don't know per se, just try mm -hmm. because you'll get feedback, you'll learn, you'll improve. The 20% is more like actually learning through mentoring. So as I was saying before, networking, meeting people, just learning about what they do, taking on other people's experience a bit and actually um, internalizing and rationalizing that because our, our minds are quite rational. And the 10% is formal learning. And I think if you take those three elements into your work life in those proportions, the proportions are critical. Mm. So don't always feel like your company has <clears throat> to send you any training course for you to be learning something, mm -hmm. you know? The doing is the most important thing. You just being there, mm. taking yeah. it in, being in the conversation. And then make sure you find, well, to get to the top of your belt curve, make sure you find some mentors, build your network, speak to people about what they do, um, ask people their own take on what you do. And I think by that, you're also building your learning alongside formal learning. Mm -hmm. mm, that is very good. Yeah. I mean, I don't have much more to add onto that. But on top of that, I think... Yeah, just do and don't be afraid of feedback. Accepting negative, not negative, but constructive feedback mm -hmm. is, is a challenge. And sometimes you feel like, oh, you know, what does that mean? Am I not good enough? Da, da, da. But I think if someone has taken the time to give you constructive feedback, it means they actually care mm -hmm. about your performance. And I had this manager that was not at the very beginning of my career, but, you know, somewhere in between at the, at the point where I felt like, I'm killing this, you know? I know what I'm doing. I'm doing this stuff. And she would give me feedback for everything. And I remember thinking, what's her problem? Mm -hmm. You know, she like, just like, she just don't like me or, you know, is she just so... But I, I, now that I think about it, she just... You, you tune something that you want to be good. So she was trying to tune me and trying to, you know, make me finer. So I, I, I really appreciated it because it, ha it taught me a lot. So I think just being open on your curve to feedback and asking for it as well because a lot of people don't ask for feedback i was just I think thinking of that as you were ask, speaking that yeah. i think i should ask for more feedback mm -hmm. yeah from work in general not that they don't give it but i just <clears throat> i don't like the idea of something being wrong on my end and you're like managing it for me mm -hmm. so you're like i don't know yes like i don't know and yeah. you're correcting me and then you go to a different business like so how should we miss performance and you're like well i've had to do x x y and z for her well, yeah. like you never communicated that to me yeah, yeah. and um, it's difficult to give because you don't know how the person is going to receive it so true. I, I think just and it doesn't even have to be formalized just you know how am i doing and people will tell you if you know yeah they feel comfortable or you know if you ask 
they will yeah. tell you. I think to that point of asking, mm. um, so where I worked before um, my current company, there was this massive culture of, um, you know, requesting feedback. Massive culture. So basically your whole year end was based on feedback mm. and you had to go around asking all the people that you worked with on projects and they would log your projects. So you would have to like find someone to ask from that project for feedback and then they would need to rate you, give some comments as well. And I think that habit of asking mm. um, is really quite crucial to development because it means that you're not always waiting to hear, mm -hmm. you know, And that waiting, that waiting to receive is very, it's not proactive. Mm -hmm. no. You know, proactivity is really in the asking. Mm. So I would also encourage you uh, on your learning journey to ask for feedback as well. Mm -hmm. I said, I think I would completely echo that point. Mm -hmm. There are two other things that came to mind when you guys were talking. Um, so on your learning journey, be very self-aware. Um, what kind of learner are you? Um, do you learn more by listening, more by um kind of pictures and visuals are you a photographic like what kind of memory do you have etc knowing how you learn and how you assimilate information really helps you develop mm. um so i would say you need to be self-aware um personally how i become self-aware is by taking personality tests so if you guys have seen mayor's briggs tests um 16 personalities take tests like that to understand how you assimilate information how you deal with people how you would lead etc um, and becoming more self-aware helps you tailor your learning. The second thing is also do your own research. So don't be afraid of Google. It's your best friend. It's got all the answers. <laughs> um, This is facts. And uh, often when you're given a task that perhaps is tricky or challenging, like maybe modeling when you've never modeled before, um, I promise there's something on VBA on Google. And there's also something on other kinds of modeling, et cetera, mm -hmm. on Google. It may not be your strong suit. You may mm -hmm. try and it may be difficult. Mm -hmm. But even just in doing the research, trying and then seeing how maybe you can build on your knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, that's always kind of a, a great way to do things. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, mm, definitely. That sounds, sounds about right, ladies. Amazing. So the next question that I'd like to ask is. You've done all this, you're now working, you're in motion, things are going right, you're learning, you're making relationships, you're putting yourself out there. How do you then begin to balance work and life outside work? So mm. establishing that work-life balance. How do we get there? Mm. So, what, are, what are some of your tips and mm, tricks for um, work-life so balance? Work-life balance, um, it's, it's a tricky one. So like I said earlier, I personally would prefer to do things up front to be very honest about you know when I would need to be away and kind of be quite structured about it so everyone has the expectation and understands that um I think the world has kind of moved quite nicely into a more flexible place it's mm -hmm. not really nowhere near where it should be but mm -hmm. I think when most of our managers and other people started working it was kind of a no-no to talk about not being able to be around mm. so I think we should really take advantage of the fact that the culture has shifted a bit mm -hmm. and be quite open about when we would need to be away managing people's expectations that's how i would do it mm -hmm. and then if you're someone who wants to work and impress as much as they also want their home life mm -hmm. um like most type a people um it can be quite hard for you to even say like this is my boundary this is where i draw the line mm. etc um but how i would 
how I would do it um, is to actually pick the days when you need a shorter day, whether it's two days a week or one day a week, and just say, okay, at five, I, I leave at 5.30 on Thursdays. I manage people's expectations. But then other days of the week, if you have the capability, spend a bit more time, you know, mm-hmm. so that it gives you that's, that comfort that you need versus you know also managing everyone's expectations i know a lot of people who have negotiated four day weeks into their contract um you know they work monday to thursday and friday is their own day um that is obviously my dream in fact i my dream is to have a three-day week (coughs) in a corporate environment Mm. and spend two days developing other things um which i think is very rational and doable that's another conversation exactly Mm. so so personally i think getting comfortable with flexibility mm-hmm. is important and well-being is also really important so um if you're listening and maybe you're already overworked feeling stretched overwhelmed um you need to you know take a, a step back and really reevaluate how you're managing people's expectations around your time mm. you know if you arrive early you should be able to leave a little bit earlier so that you can relax because in the end Work doesn't want you to have a mental breakdown. They may they may actually act like they don't care, but they don't want you to be in that scenario. No, because in yeah. the end, they will A, lose a headcount to that, and B, have to train someone else to do the job, which mm-hmm. takes time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They would rather just give you an hour a day back. Yeah. It's costly. Yeah. Definitely. Colleagues that are not, or employees happy. that are not happy. Definitely. And, and well. So, yeah. I it's think. For your benefit and theirs, really. Absolutely. Um, From... My end, starting a first job, I think there's a learning curve there as well. Trying to find balance, and what helped me is that I'm some I'm a person of routine. I flourish in routines, and I struggled to establish a a routine that allowed me work nine to five, allowed me eight hours of sleep, allowed me have friendships, allowed me go to the gym. It was a bit. (laughs) It was a struggle. It was a struggle, (laughs) but eight months in. I've kind of established a routine that allows me also like breathe in the process of trying to work, socialize, be fit, all these things. But I think if you're struggling, especially if it's at first, be be kind to yourself in that it's actually normal to struggle. Like nobody has it really like down to the T where it's like, I mean, robot back to back is what I do. Some days the routine won't work and that's okay. And other days it will and that's also okay. So if you're a person that works or that flourishes in routines, I think establishing one is very key. And then again, informing your team of your routine if it's something that affects your working hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but just having like a structure, because for me coming from, I'd been in education up until last year. And in education, there's a routine. You know, we go to school at this time. <laughs> there's lunch break. Absolutely. There's, there's summer holiday. There's this. So coming into work where it's like the only routine really, and if that even really exists, depending on how flexible your work is, is showing up at nine and leaving at five. And then what happens with the other hours in between where you're trying to have a life? It's like you have to manage that. So trying to build your own routine for me was key to, na- to enabling or allowing me flourish with a work-life balance. Mm-hmm. So I think looking into that, and it can be, it can seem a bit crazy like at six, I call this person at seven, the call is over because I need to be at the gym at eight and be back home at nine. It seems a bit crazy at first, but if it works, <laughs> it, it works. works. Absolutely. Yeah, it's helpful. Yeah, it's... It, <clears throat> what you said about being kind to yourself is so important yeah i think just when i started working i was like what is this 
what, what have I signed up for? I remember telling my dad that I wanted to retire and he just laughed. Like, <laughs> he la- la- laughed with his head back. Like, it was that kind of laugh. Because I was like, this is too much. You know, mm. I get home. Before I blink, it's nine. I sleep, wake up, back to work. But I think, you know, just finding, finding, finding a way to be kind to yourself and to we work our, I feel like we think our, we think our bodies are just you know there to be used but just things like exercise even yoga and, and all those things that I used to think were for old people it's not it's very <laughs> it's important quite key. it's very it's key. very key very key a lot just of people I know taking a minute to just breathe self-care is self-care please. now use this mindful app mm, and, I have it and they meditate like um, I, I went to this uh, training course on design thinking a few weeks back. Uh, it's a big buzzword now. It's actually quite cool. Yep. Um, but uh, at this training course, everyone was talking about uh, meditation. Everybody like mm-hmm. it was like, oh, my God, it's the best thing ever. And then the bell goes and then it's just like, boom, silent. I mean, <laughs> and then they were talking about how like you can meditate silently with other people. People are looking for community everywhere. Oh. I mean, they were like in the app, you can join a meditation group but it's silence (laughs) (laughs) i think uh, yeah there's so many things it's so interesting and there are resources if you look honestly whatever you think is so crazy like there can't possibly be an app that would like sing sing me to wake up in the i don't know whatever you think doesn't exist like it exists yeah there's a community somewhere that does it as well alongside you yeah last week i was having the week we just started off and at work, I was like, I must find a yoga class and it mustn't cost me. Because classes in this in London, oh my mm, goodness. Listen. I was like, look, I'm on a budget. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> but managing your, managing your finances. Oh, oh my God. Let's not even, let's not crack. <laughs> anyway, there have been revelations on that topic in recent times. Okay, okay. <laughs> let's take this online. Hello there. But yeah, just little self-care things like some people don't understand why i'd go out of my way to go for yoga but honestly it changed my entire week i've been woosa since monday yes girl. i can imagine things are going left but i'm still woosa woosa <laughs> yeah critical do what you need to do to stay woosa but yeah. a work-life balance is important and i think you need to just establish what works for you mm-hmm. um so my last and final question is what would you do differently if you look back to your first week at your job so it can be your first mm. job first week can be your recent job first week whatever it okay. is are there any like things i would i wish i did differently i think i would have actually i'm going to rephrase that question don't focus so much on the first week looking back at your current role what would you have done differently that you think would have brought about a different result okay mm. at the okay so i think two things um i would have tried to figure out the plethora of stakeholders that I had very early on, because I think what tends to happen is that, you know, you start work, if you do project work, or even if you do like a core operations delivery or delivery of sales, whatever delivery work, um, you have your manager and your team and you kind of get nested into that and you think, okay, these are my stakeholders. Um, And then maybe you meet a couple of clients here and there and then you think, okay, yeah, these are my stakeholders too. But then there's so many other stakeholders, bank-wide, outside, regular. I mean, there's just so many stakeholders. Um, and I think sometimes just the understanding, doing a stakeholder map, mm-hmm. um, doing a stakeholder map, who are the stakeholders that I would need to engage with in this job? And this is literally to get everything I want to be successful in delivering, to meet my objectives, to promote maybe, whatever. 
who are my different stakeholders for different things and how do I build authentic relationships with them? So not fake relationships like, oh, hi, I want to be promoted. I hear that you're on the promotion council. How far do you grab? No. This person is on the promotion council. I want to be promoted. This is what they do. Let me actually find out what do they do? Just take an interest in them. Mm. Set up a coffee. What do they do? Do your interests align? Then try and dig deeper into the interests. So it's not you being um, calculated. It's kind of you thinking and planning, but then also being organic and developing relationships within mm. that context. So I would do that. And also, I would always make sure, I think um, sometimes when you start a job, you know, they give you this cubicle. This is your desk. This is your area. This is what you're supposed to do. These are the tasks. Mm. But um, always make sure you're plugged into the business vision, mm. the wider vision, the team vision. What is the point of my job? Always know the answer to that. I think mm. when you know the point of your job and how your small part fits into the whole, mm. it makes the mundane even more interesting. Mm. And um, it has more value to you. Bigger picture. Mm. That question is difficult for me because, like I said, I'm six months into a new job and I'm at that point where a lot of, a lot has changed since I joined and I'm almost feeling it's going to turn into a therapy session. Feeling frustrated with the change around me. <laughs> <laughs> Joanne is holding my hand. Um, and it, thinking like, why did I even come here? However, I think what I would change is my quickness to express my opinion i think mm. i'm a very opinionated person and it goes back to what i was saying about observation so i'm, I'm basically saying i would take my own advice yeah. <laughs> um i wish i took more time in some you know some months past to just listen and assimilate mm. before making up my mind about a certain situation or going with something in my head and thinking you know this isn't right and i'm not going to stand for this and blah, blah, blah. i didn't necessarily it wasn't necessarily the, the situation where i was obnoxious or anything but i i feel like maybe just observing and seeing how it's going to play out being a bit more patient mm. I'm not a very patient person and because now i feel like i'm having to talk myself back into this is what I want to do. This is what I can learn from here. And even if I don't stay too long, I hope my manager isn't listening. Even if I don't stay too long, mm. at least I can just put my head, you know, where it is and learn and understand and just take in as much as I can. Because at the end of the day, you know, I don't have to be here forever. But mm. I, 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 I want to learn as much as I can before I move on. Yeah. Uh, when I eventually do. Mm. So, yeah, I think that's the one thing I would change. Just Very observe cute. more before i make up my mind about something because it's hard when i've made up my mind about something to then dial it back and say mm. actually maybe that's interesting yeah i think i'm on the other end of where you're you're at in that i wish well i can't fully say with confidence that i wish i'd done that i think i'll mm. be able to say after my next review if i should have <laughs> right uh, yeah um <laughs> but just looking back from where i stand today i wish i was a bit more I had kind of like requested more, challenged more, spoke out a bit more. I feel like I, I probably was, I feel like I was observing a bit too much. Mm. And I'm probably saying this because I'm comparing myself to someone else who is more like you now mm. and is a bit more like taking, taking, taking. Whereas I kind of was more, let's see, mm. let's see. But mm. knowing the position I was in when I got my job, I'm not going to be hard on that person that I was yeah. seven, eight mm -hmm. months ago because mm -hmm. I knew where she was at. I knew where her headspace was at. And 
what she did was what she, what she did was what she, she could, could have do. done. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I think I'll I'll decide. We'll let you know on the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> do you know yeah. what? Actually, from what you guys have just said, personally, I feel like I would have um, spread my wings a bit. Mm. I think that's what I would say. Um, I would have done because I was hired by someone who was in a very strong position. Mm. So I felt that relationship was the most important. I didn't mm. like, I didn't need that many, which goes back to my stakeholder points. Mm. But like now that person is leaving mm. and you know, things changed before they left. They were not even my manager anymore. And mm. you know, there was a new seat of power. So yeah, I would have really tried to spread my wings mm. since I, you know, once I joined, tried to just build relationships mm. in different places. Yeah. Yeah. Because you never know. You never, never know. know. You never know. Amazing. This has been a great conversation, ladies. It really yeah. has. And I hope you all listening have enjoyed it as much as we have recording it. Um, but yeah, this is all from us for today, for this episode. And until our next episode, I'm Shibomi. Um, I'm Joanne. Lola. Um, and by the way, um, look out for some... Um, blog posts and uh, kind of events coming up from us we do have some exciting yes, things in the pipeline <laughs> and we can't wait to meet you guys who actually listen um so yeah look out for some of those yeah until then bye bye bye